Um, just a couple of announcements. Um, we don't always have announcements, but today we do. Just to keep it on the back of your heads, the back of your minds, is Angel Tree is coming up soon. And Miss Marilyn, this beautiful lady sitting right up front here, be giving us more information on the Angel Tree. Also, um, a lot of us are in a um, WhatsApp group chat. Uh, Sarah sent out a message last night, if you can take a look at that and respond if you can, <laughs> or let her know. Um, also, we have, oh, I didn't write the date down. Yes, I did. Today's Halloween, right? Yeah. So. That's right. Chris doesn't want to go trick-or-treating. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, November 20th, uh, we're having Dub come with, he's going to do some kind of SOK SOK event here that weekend. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard Ryan Benya or Craig Ferris. They're going to be joining him. That'll be awesome. Yes. So bring your recorders. Bring everything. Uh, you know, coming up here has been such a challenge for me. And sometimes if you see me standing up here looking at y'all, it's just me getting myself together. <laughs> I'm just getting used to this. Because what? Because y'all look so good, is what Chris said. I was trying to do the announcements, but Chris has got to interject over here. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, we're going to do something, and I guess we could do this before Chris comes up here and starts talking. Um, everybody knows who mom and dad is here? Yes. We just got them back. But they're leaving again. Whatever. They're going for a month this time, and we're not taking any taxes that, hey, we're going to stay two more months. That is not acceptable. But we wanted to pray for Jim and Kathy because they're, they're going to be leaving for a month trip. They're going to be ministering somewhere else. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all want to share the kingdom, share what God's done in your life. Whatever. Um, so if you don't mind, guys, coming up here so we can pray with you, pray for you, pray over you. And those of you that want to come in and lay hands on them, bless them, touch them, kiss them, hug them, all the above. They'll be back after? After Thanksgiving. chosen couple for us. Thank you, Lord. And, and Father, uh, they have impacted Thank us Jesus. in more ways than we could possibly stand yes. here and say. And so we're honored, Thank as you, Jim asked, for us to pray for them as, and send them out. We send them out from this place Thank with you, the Lord. blessing of this house you, to go and accomplish the releasing of the kingdom yes. with every step yes. they take. I Thank pray you, that it is just like crossing yes. the Jordan, that every yes. step that they take, every Thank place you, their foot lands, it is, it is, it is victory. Amen. That it is the kingdom being Thank released. You, yes. That every house they come to will have peace yes. upon it. Yes. So that the love of God can rest right behind the peace. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Uh, you, and the Jesus. testimonies that will uh, return with them in a month. Yes. Uh, we are going to miss them. But we are going to hold them up. Yes. We're going to lift them up high in our prayer. And we're going to call out their names to you. And we're going to ask you even now to strengthen them. Uh, give them just renewed strength. Thank you, Lord. As a mighty man of valor, as a daughter of Zion, Lord, that they would just be renowned with strength, renewed with strength, Father. To go and bring reformation, to bring the kingdom. And, Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing. Make a way, Lord, where there is no way. 
I pray that they would encounter situations <laughs> that only the love of God yes. and the wisdom of yes. the Father yes. can bring yes. Yes. so that they can ex ex bring the experience yes. of the Father yes. to those places. Yes. They can make the yes. crooked yes. places straight yes. and they will make rivers in the desert. Thank you. They, will, they will make ways where yes. there are no ways Thank because you. they're your son and your daughter you. and this is what they carry. And we pray the double anointing that Isaiah speaks yes. of, yes. the double anointing of your heart you, and of your strength and of your wisdom. And I pray in the name of Jesus that angels would go before them, around them, behind them, that in the name of Jesus there would not be any stumbling blocks in the way, but they would be stepping stones to greater revelation for the folks they're going to encounter. And we just thank you, Father, for what you're about to do in those places where they go. We thank you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Raquel just handed this to me and said, get to work. Raquel. <laughs> ah, man, I, I say it a lot. We cannot say it enough, but he's just good. He is good. We can never lose sight of that fact, amen, because if we do, then we're in trouble. Um, there is nothing that happens or has happened or that will happen um, to us, around us, or through us, that uh, His goodness cannot overtake. Amen? Um, man, welcome everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us and uh, coming to our house today. Amen? I see our old family in the Phillips, man. Look at y'all. Who's all these grown-ups y'all got with y'all today, man? Goodness, man. Y'all look good, man. It's good to see y'all. Uh, and I saw some other visitors. It's good to have you with us, man. And did I see anybody else, any other first time? We got uh, mom and dad are back in with uh, Adriana there. And, uh, oh, Mark's here. Let's get Mark. No, I'm just kidding. I got to pick on Mark when I can. Um, anyway, man, it's so good to be in his house. Amen. Uh, there's so much. Oh, welcome, man. How you doing? It's good to see you. Um, Lydia, I know you're ready, but I wanted to, I felt like something just slightly different today. Uh, all our kids that are they're going to be going to uh, Children's Church back there, would y'all stand up for a quick second? And um, yeah, this is our this is our future. And um, I want to tell you, um, these kids are not ashamed. You, you know, these these young women, these young men, they're not ashamed uh, to worship, and they're just trying to figure it out. And that's the beautiful thing about God. There's no rules. Uh, he just wants you to worship Him. And I love it that they have taken uh, the, uh, where some of us adults were a little fearful in stepping out, they just picked that up and run. And I love it, man. They're over here, they're flagging and they're dancing. And it's not that that's the epitome of worship. That's not it. But it's an expression of freedom of an expression to the heart of God. And I love that, that they just go for it. I wanted to pray for you guys specifically. I know usually we kind of give you the boot and kick you out real quick. Um, and uh, but this morning, I wanted to see if y'all could just stay standing for just a second. And if if any of you adults, if you could just lay your hands on some of these kiddos around here, uh, we just want to pray. Uh, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Amen. There's no children's church Holy Spirit. There's just Holy Spirit. Amen. And so, Father, we thank you that these young men and women, they're not learning uh, about a book. They're not learning about some teaching. They're learning you and your heart. They're learning how to hear your voice. Uh, Lydia uh, Thuman is doing an amazing job of teaching them how to hear your voice. And it's not weird. It's not goofy. It's just like hearing you the same way we do. And this morning, I pray that as uh, they go back here to learn more about you today, and about hearing you. I pray that they would do more than hear you. I pray that they would encounter you in a deeper way. 
than they ever have before. I pray that today would be a breakthrough day uh, in that back there in that in the living room. And Father, I just thank you so much for each and every one of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's our future right there, right? Yeah. Amen. Man. All right. Well, uh, are you ready, Lydia? All right. Y'all have at it. It's good to. Man, there's a bunch of them. We're growing. Something in the water cooler, maybe. <laughs> we do got all these other babies coming around. Um, yeah, this morning, if you would, uh, turn with me uh, to the book of Romans. And uh, we're going to be in chapter 12 this morning. Um, just looking at a few things. Um, how many of y'all enjoyed Friday night? Man, that was pretty powerful. Uh, I know for, you know, I, I'm, I'm speaking from being up here on the platform. Um, I got pretty rocked. I think uh, everybody else, we were talking this morning just that we got pretty rocked. And um, it was just so, so powerful and, and exciting. But um, I'm trying to think if there's something else. No? Okay. Um, did I tell everybody the story about um, our lights and holding back the, I mean, our um, driveway in the rain? Does everybody know that? Y'all knew? Okay, I told y'all that the other day. Yes. Jesus did hold back the rain because you all asked him to, and we got our driveway poured, and the guys couldn't believe it. Um, it was a, a true testimony. Uh, but um, this morning, um, you know, here at CORE, um, we, we have come so far uh, away from the religious mindset that we were tied up in, right? And, and it's, it's, the, it's the thing that we desire most is to have true freedom with, a, um, uh, with the true living God, not the one that, um, uh, never mind, I won't say that. That's one of those, <laughs> I hear you, I got it, I got it. Shut your mouth, boy. That's what I hear uh, before you say that. Um, religion, um, the religious way, the religious mindset, the legalistic way of living for God is something that bound Raquel and I for 25 years. And these last um, six years have been amazing of the breakthrough of coming out of that. And so I get a little passionate about it. And uh, I love what our good friend Dub Alexander says. Um, we want to kill that angry dad theology. <laughs> uh, he is not, uh, I love Bill Johnson says, uh, uh, God is in a good mood. Yeah, and he always is. We are under the new covenant and there's a lot of misunderstanding about even how God was in the Old Testament. There's, there's really a lot of misunderstanding there. And so... We're on this journey uh, to have an encounter with the Father, not a church relationship, um, because this is not what He is all about. He is about bringing the kingdom of God to the world around us. Amen? And part of that is um, when I love what Jim said, uh, I think it was Friday night when you talked about um, um, that we have dominion. Uh, that when, when Adam and Eve were, were here, God gave them dominion over everything. Amen? Is it true? And when, uh, when they failed and, uh, you know, they took part of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, the main thing that, that dangerously happened was the transfer of authority. The transfer of authority that they had, they gave their authority and dominion, they gave that over to Satan. And, um, and that's something that Jesus gave us back. You all know, if you've been in here in any length of time, you know that one of the lines that Jesus said that we, we talk about a lot is that he gave all authority and power to you over all the power and the authority of the enemy. Is that true? Yeah. Exactly. Now, we still go through storms. We go, still go through battles. 
but we have the victory, right? Because we have the authority. And so really important thing to remember with that is now the journey for you and I, the journey for us is to bring the kingdom to, that's what he told us to do. He said to go and release the kingdom, right? So what is the kingdom? Well, I'm glad everybody asked that. That's a good question to ask. Um, I've been working on that. Uh, Dub, uh, you know, a lot of us are in uh, Dub's ministry school. Um, and um, one of the definitions that, one of the ways that he words the kingdom, it's the, uh, or releasing the kingdom, is the extension of the heart of the Father to the systems of the world around us. And so, um, whether it is, like take us for instance, Core Church, one of our main uh, passions of our heart is family. And that's why people are drawn here who have a heart for family. Uh, because, I mean, if I go around the room, if I look around the room right now, I think over half of y'all, um, when we talk about your calling and what you're drawn to, it's something with family. Um, we're drawn to that, right? So we believe that the kingdom is meant to bring the picture of God's heart for family here now. Um, I bet if I went around the room and asked, you know, uh, how many of us, you know, grew up in the perfect family, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's probably the response we would get. Uh, you and I don't have a choice at all of where we're born, when we're born, who we're born to, the environment that we're raised in. We don't get a choice in any of that whatsoever, right? And so the way that you're raised, the, the experiences that you're taught, um, those are um, what Ephesians talks about, the course of this world, right? And the whole purpose of the kingdom is to bring back the alignment between everything and him. How many of you believe that we need, uh, um, <laughs> we need the renewal of our government? Oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. What about, what about not just family, what about the arts and the entertainment, right? Um, you know, uh, I remember a, a couple of years ago, everybody knows Lauren Daigle, right? Lauren Daigle. Man, she's got some amazing songs. That girl's got a voice. Um, wasn't she on American, I think she was on American Idol, and she didn't make it. Those people are dumb. You know, but anyway, it happens, right? I'm joking. But a, f a couple of years ago, Lauren Daigle, uh, one of her songs came out and it crossed over. That's a word that our religiousness likes to use. They crossed over, you know. Um, and she came under all kinds of fire and turmoil because her song was being played on secular radio. You know, like she's going to go to hell or something. And in the religiousness, we would think that. We would think that she's committing sin. And the reality is that she's simply bringing the heart of God to people in, an at, in a platform, in an atmosphere that they would normally be in. Um, how many of you know that there's a lot of people in your life right now, if you think about your immediate circle all around you right now, how many of those people care about church at all? Or when they see you coming, they wonder, are they going to get whacked in the face and get the King James emblem right here? Or are they going to get, hey, how you doing? You know what I'm talking about? There's people that we're around that they, 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 uh, they're not coming to church. They're not looking at what can, what's the kingdom. What is God doing? Is that true in everybody's life? We all have those people around us, right? So what, is, what does that mean for you and I? In releasing the kingdom. I used to be the one that I would walk around with my Bible like that. Well, that part right there hits really good because you find them Catholics, even them good old Bapticostals, right? Right? You know the Bapticostals, right? And you see them coming down the road or Mormons. Oh, yes, Jesus put me in this place to fight. That's what I used to think. And, man, that sucker swings real good. You get that Bible. Whack. And that was all wrong. I was so wrong. I probably turned more people away from the true God than I brought to the one I thought I was serving, right? 
what I'm getting at is you're meant to be the face, the picture, the encounter that they have with the true living God. That's You're meant to do that. And here in Romans 12, I just want to look at a couple of things. And I have been, uh, I have fallen in love with the Passion Translation. <gasps> oh my God, he reads the Passion. Somebody commented on our Instagram the other day. They said, uh, nothing you say is biblical. Ring, read your King James Version. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I've stepped into that realm now where I can start hashtag heresy hunters are after me. And that's okay. I, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm cracking jokes right now, and I, and I get it. But I have a heart for those people, too. Um, I was there. I was that guy that, that would say that stuff. I, I, that was me. And I understand why it's that way. And it's, it's just that they don't see yet. Um, so here in Romans 12, I just want to share with you real briefly some things that, that were stirring with me this week. Um, I'm going to read out of the New American Standard and the Passion on a couple of points. Uh, the thing, if you don't know about the Passion, I know we've got some visitors. If you don't know about the Passion Translation, um, Brian Simmons, uh, who, who is currently writing it or translating it, um, he is a linguist, ling, linguist uh, and um, he has studied uh, in depth about the, uh, the Aramaic, the Greek, uh, even the Hebrew language, and he uh, actually takes the original text and he puts it into context with how they would have talked. You know, like if we're, um, how many of, you know, my, 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 my grandmother is still alive today and she'll tell you she's 89 years old. Uh, and she'll tell you that about four or five times in the conversation. You know, I'm 89. I'm 89. She has no concept of what an email is. And that's not, you know, and it's not a bad thing. It's just she doesn't have the context for that. So imagine a couple thousand years ago where, where we don't have the context. Well, Brian Simmons and several others have studied and gotten that context and uh, looked at the language and the culture. And so there's, there's a lot that we, we get some extra nuggets uh, especially as he pulls in some of the Aramaic translation along with the Greek, since both texts are used for translations. Uh, does that make sense? Sorry, that was a free rabbit trail there. Um, so uh, Romans 12, chapter 1, he says, uh, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. How many of y'all have heard that verse? How many, how many of y'all heard it a thousand times, right? We all, we've heard this verse so much, right? And it, it's a very, very impactful verse. It, 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 is, it changed my life. Uh, in, in many ways. But there's a couple of, when you dig into some of the, the actual Greek words that were written here, which we're going to look at a couple of them, um, there's some things I want to point out that tie back into Reformation. So when we read that, you know, one of the things that we always talked about was that we have to bring our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And we used to think that that meant if you weren't up here worshiping and crying and clapping and dancing, that you weren't being a living sacrifice, sinner, loser, right? Nobody else thought that? No. Raquel was the only religious... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank God for freedom, amen? amen? The other part of it, and do not be conformed to this world. You know that people took that and they just stopped right there. Don't be conformed to this world. And um, we used to have kids here. This is when the river, would, you know, we're core now. It used to be the river. And this is, you know, 10, 15 years ago. We had a group of kids here uh, that were, they were all amazing musicians, amazing musicians. And some of them today, they, they, they play professionally. They're, they're amazing. And um, um, 
we had people that would get mad because they were, they were all teenagers. I think the youngest was probably 14 to maybe 18. They'd be goofing off in the parking lot. Well, that's a word that, you know, some, some uh, religious saints would say when they were just being teenagers. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, they're not out there flattening tires and spray painting uh, cars and throwing gang signs and doing drugs. They were just being kids, and, and people would get after them. One kid got a, he shaved the side of his head one time, just the sides. He didn't do full-on, you know, Chuck Liddell. He didn't do that. It was just the sides here, and, you know, man, you can't be that way. It was so... He's conforming to the world, you know? That's where we got these rules that came out of different places that, uh, I mean, you know, how many of you women are wearing jeans in here, you bunch of sinners? You remember that? You know that that came about, right? Couldn't wear that or uh, Raquel's wearing this big old long necklace, man, that gets attention. You can't do that. Or how about us guys? You better, you know? Sinner, <laughs> I'm not tucked in. I don't have a tie. That was a deal for a while. You couldn't, couldn't have uh, short sleeves. And those kind of things um, were listed up as the, the, the way God thought because how dare you be conformed to this world? And the spirit of religion has twisted that thing and put people under bondage. Are you with me? Do you, does it make sense? Um, so he says this point here. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the will of God and that, it, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So in the Passion it reads, uh, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all, the, all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. This phrase, experiencing all that delights his heart, That comes from the, the section in the New King James, uh, New American Standard, the, the part where he says, uh, bring your bodies holy and living in holy sacrifice acceptable to God. So the breakdown of the Greek and the Aramaic is really, even though that's, that works, how many of you in here want to be acceptable to God? Well, you know, you already are. Did you know that? See, there's another lie of religion. We think that we have to be good. We think we have to, oh, ask my forgiveness. No, he sees you as the finished work already. He already loves you. You don't have to do anything. Amen? You're already acceptable to him. And the point is, is that what, what Paul is really trying to say here is do, to, he wants you to experience everything that delights his heart. And he says, that becomes your genuine expression of worship. Even though he wants us to be happy um, in all things and everything, he just, he just, he's already happy with you. He just wants you to live in that happiness with him. Does that make sense? You know, we were talking the other night um, about uh, about playing in worship, and um, I've been I've been leading worship um, since I was nineteen. Uh, man, that's a long time ago. Anyway, and in 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 all those times, I always used to have in my religious ways. I was always thinking, oh, we got to wait on Holy Spirit. We got to wait on Holy Spirit. And we were talking the other night about this, and the the question was. Uh, man, I know that you get in those moments where you're, you, you, you're waiting to see what, what Holy Spirit wants to do. But what do you do in the middle of that? And I used to think that way, hardcore, you know. Uh, oh, God, oh, God, what do you want to do? 
What do you want to do today? What songs should we sing? What uh, do, do I do? I played in E or I played in G? Do I, you know, whatever. And the whole time my mind is shifted because I don't actually think, I don't think that we're, heresy hunters are going to get me here. Let me say it right. Are we supposed to wait on the Holy Spirit and move with him? Absolutely. But I believe that he's waiting on us to move. I believe he's waiting to see what are they going to do today. Because he's looking to join in with us as we step out as sons and daughters, as we step into who he created us to be. Does that make sense? And in doing that is where you experience everything that delights his heart. He says that becomes your, gener- your genuine expression of worship. Man, if you don't want to grab a flag and run around here or scream your guts out, then that's okay. That's okay, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe you want to just sit there and close your eyes and soak it up. And that is okay. Whatever your genuine expression of worship is. You know, in our, in our marriage with in me and Raquel, I guess I know y'all don't know this, but I'm the drama queen. Um, you know, I... Um, <laughs> you know, I express myself very uh, dramatically sometimes. Is that the right word, babe? Yeah. That's the word. Oh, man. And Raquel doesn't. Like, she'll just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me, I'm over... I get excited, man. Wow! Wow! And, you know, and all that. We're very different in that. And that's okay. Right? But the point is, is we just want to have genuineness. And he's looking for the genuine worship of you. How are you in your worship with your heart to him? Man, look at this next, next, next verse. Uh, he says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by, by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. That word, reformation, is a big deal for us at Core Church. It's a big part of of who we are now and what we're believing is meant to happen. You hear that word a lot today, right? Uh, We want to see, there's a lot of big... Big controversy about the police force, right? We want to see uh, reform in that. They talk about um, so many things in our government. They, they bring that word up a lot about reform. Um, and so we're going to look at this word. Okay, now I really do try to say these Greek words. But this one is uh, it's a little tough. Uh, let me see. I got my cheat sheet. A knockinosis. Yeah, you hear him say it? Knockinosis. And that is so in the in the New American Standard when we hear about having the renewed mind. Um, and in the passion, he he breaks it down a little. He talks about uh, the inward transformation of Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. The part of reformation or that word renewal uh, in the Greek, it means a renewal, a renovation, a complete change for the better, um, or a, where'd it go? A, uh, a pulling back to the original design. I believe reformation for you and I is that our thinking gets back to the way we were originally designed to think which is as a son or as a daughter, as a kingdom person, not as a assembly of God pastor that has to follow these whatever rules. Do I need rules? Yes, I think I do, because if not, I'll really go off there, right? It's true. 
I'm getting an amen from Raquel. That's good. My point is, is that reformation is what we're looking for. When you walk about in your job, in your life, in your kids, in your, in your schools, driving down the road, right? Man, I know some of you guys went to the, uh, the World Series game the other day. That was so cool. Y'all got to go and, and hang out. And uh, Ronnie was telling me, he says, man, it was just, it was baseball and fellowship, man. It was so cool. And that's so cool. You know, because I know those four guys pretty well, I know that they went and they represented Father really well. Right? Being in the, were y'all in the nosebleeds or were y'all have good seats? Nosebleeds, that's okay. Um, I know that up there in that section, the people around them recognized something different about those guys. When they walked, you know, walking out of the stadium or wherever else, I know that something was different with them and it got noticed. Because I know those four guys and I know their heart. I know that where they go, they want to see the kingdom brought out. And so that's the Reformation where, you know, years ago in our religiousness, I'd have just, man, let's just get the hot dog and sit down. Come on, Bagwell. That's how long ago I was. Anyway, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. That's the part about not being conformed. Um, you know, Jesus gave us all these uh, beautiful kingdom uh, um, visions. Like, bless those that revile and persecute you. Say, what? I'm supposed to bless those people? Yeah. How does that work when I want to rip their head off? Right? Well, that's easy because you're, you're, you're not conformed to that. That's the way that the world thinks. That's the way that this system of this life, that's what it tells you to do. But the system of his life says you bless instead of curse. Is that, is that right? And I look around, and I know a lot of y'all that are practicing that right now. And it's beautiful. Does that make sense? Not being conformed doesn't mean that I never get a mohawk. I mean, oh my goodness, if not, uh, we'd probably be lined up at the gates of Hades right now. Raquel got her nose pierced a few years ago, a couple years ago. She got a nose piercing. What? You're a pastor's wife, and you got a... Actually, you're a pastor now, so... Um, does that make sense? Like, we've got to get away... I'm not saying that y'all are there. I'm saying that we've got to get away from the way of thinking that is not what his heart really is. I don't, I, I don't believe for a moment that Jesus walked into Simon's house and he walked in and said, oh man, you filthy sinner, got to back out. Hasta luego. Peace out, homie. I don't think he did that. He didn't. We saw that he sat down and he had dinner. Matthew, he... I mean, there, I could go on and on, and y'all, y'all, many of y'all know these. What I'm getting at is the only rule that Jesus brought was the love of the Father. And the only thing that I think matters at this point, I mean, I think there's a lot that matters. I shouldn't say it that way. I do believe we have to use wisdom. I th- believe we do have to have some boundaries and some things that we do and how we live. We have to. I, I believe that. I've mentioned some of that stuff here in the last few weeks. The point is, is that what God is doing right now is there is a reformation that's happening in our, in our way of thinking, in our way of living. And it's not about changing to match some rules. It's about changing to match his heart. And what that does is that, that as you walk that out, you're just passively releasing the kingdom. And then when you decide to actually step into something, it's twice as much. Does that make sense? Do you know that you release light passively? Do you know that? Uh, it's, in, uh, it's in John and Matthew when we, when we, we studied this a while back. The, uh, the, the foss of God is how it's the light of the world. 
As you just walk around and just live, his goodness just comes off of you. And then when you decide to step out into something, right, it just magnifies because you're stepping into who you are. And he empowers that with his grace. We want to see our culture around us uh, reformed. Um, We want to see our families reformed to be the family of the kingdom, the picture of what the kingdom family looks like. From the arts and entertainment on down to our schools, to our governments, these are the areas of life around us that we want to see reformation happen and see the heart of the Father lived out in this world around us. Does that make sense? Um, Verse 3 here says, uh, God is, uh, Paul's writing, God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. And then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. One of the biggest things that Raquel and I want to push in our heart, what we want to speak out wherever we go, whatever we, is identity. Who you are. It's pretty important. Um, we struggled for years to figure out ourselves, right? And we're still trying. But the one thing I know without, a, without absolute doubt is that I'm a son of the Most High God. Amen. And, and there's nothing that can separate that. Amen? Okay, I'll make sure we're on the same page. Um, know your worth. Know, know that the, the measurement, the standard of measurement is your faith. It's not whether you got a Chuck Liddell mohawk or you wear big earrings. Does that make sense? Those are the religious things that held most of us back for a long time. I'm saying that because when you and I walk out in the street, when we go to, um, I got to quit saying Lubies. Now everybody thinks I love Lubies. Right, Mark? No. Mark asked me the other day, man, do you really love Lubies? You talk about it a lot. And it's just an old joke, man. Sorry. Um, whenever we go to Mia's table, all right? You know, um, anybody ever had bad service? <laughs> How many of you are, are like, like me? Like, you get bad service, you don't want to go back. I'm the only one. <laughs> okay, I hear it, Jesus. I hear you. Like, if I get bad service or the food is bad, like, I don't want to go waste my money again, Right? I don't want to. But if I find something I like, get out of my way, baby. I'm going, right? Hannah laughed at me the other day. She goes, what's dad on this week? <laughs> if, you know, we, we, we get lunch a lot at work. And uh, I don't know, man, sometimes it'll be McAllister's. And I'm like on a McAllister's kick for a week. Anyway. But, you know, um, one thing about McAllister's, uh, the one over there by us, they get pretty busy by the shop, the new shop, and they, um, uh, they forget things that you pay for. And so one day I went to go pick it up, and I tell the girl, uh, I said, uh, hey, I'm here to pick up for Chris. I said, hey, can you do me a big favor? Because in my mind I'm thinking, girl, you better get my pickles and my chips. Because we already paid for them twice and hadn't got them. No pickles, no chips. Jalapeno kettle chips, man. Come on. Are you serious? You're going to give me my chips. I paid for them. That's what I'm thinking. And then something says, uh-uh-uh. That's not the way I say it. So I'm looking at this girl. Nice lady. She's not a girl. She's, I don't know, really nice. I said, uh, excuse me, miss. She, she says, uh, yes. And um, I said, 
can, when you, on my order there, can you make sure that I get pickles and the chips? Because the last two times, you know, y'all seal the bag and we get over there and I'm starving and I open up the bag and open my sandwich and there's no chips and there's no pickle. They didn't put the pickle in there. No, they didn't. They didn't. She goes, I got you, baby. I got you. I got you. And she walks off and got our food and she comes back. We get back to the shop and she brings the bag and she goes, I got you. Winking at me, I got you. And we get to the shop. We have a little bowl, one of their soup bowls like that, <laughs> full of pickles. <laughs> but what if I would have went in there and said, um, hey, with my authoritarian voice, y'all didn't give me my pickles last time or my chips, and I want them today. What if I'd have done that? Probably had some extra in my sandwich. <laughs> and only the pickles and chips that I paid for. But because I went in with the heart of the Father, right, I get blessed. You know, now they know me when I go in there now. They know me. And they look for me. Oh, wait. We go to Black Walnut. We've been to Black Walnut with a lot of y'all. All because we bring his heart. Those people look out for me. It'd be a long line, man. We'd be from, we'd be from here to Ronnie in line. And uh, one of them at the bar or something will see me. Hey. Oh, man, I'm in line. So I walk on over. Tell me what you want. I'll put your order in right now. Yes. And wait no 30 minutes in line because I'm blessed because of how I treat those people. Right? You know, even, even the, the bus boys, I walk in. And you know what they tell me? Hola, primo, ¿cómo estás? They call me their cousin. Man, I'm white boy, man, 100%. Well, I'm real mixed up, but I'm not Chicano, right? And they, hey, hey, primo. Yesterday they forgot, or Saturday? Yeah, we went to breakfast Saturday. And, and um, I get a side of avocado with my breakfast there. It's so good. I love the breakfast there. And they bring the stuff, and it's, it's that main guy. He's, he's my friend. He comes up. Okay, mira, primo, ¿quién tiene el tocino? He starts passing them out. And he says, algo más, anything else? And I said, ay, man, I had a side of uh, avocado. They, they sliced the avocado. He goes, man, he looks at the ticket. He starts going to the ticket. He goes, momento. He walks away. And I did pay for it, but he brought it back. He goes, I'm not trying to brag on how I act, but one of the things that's been really important to me is that I treat people the way I think he would want me to treat them, not based on whether they got a mohawk or not or whether they're a jerk, right? And I have been blessed more times than not because I, I get in with people like that. And that happened all because... Um, that phrase right there about being uh, conformed to this world, this world can be ugly to you. And what I heard that day was, man, I'm, I'm not ugly, Chris. I don't treat people like that. And so no matter what we're doing, I, I mean, I try my, I, I see the guys at, at the shop that cut the grass and I go out and shake their hand. Hey, man, y'all need anything? We had guys the other day uh, that came to the shop and they uh, building displays for us, right? I don't know, man. Them salesmen of us, of ours, they getting all kind of new products in. And so they're over there building the displays. And we walked over and said, hey, man, and, and our, my operations manager, he's just, it's, it's something we have together. Hey, man, you guys need water? You need, hey, here's the bathroom right around here if y'all need the bathroom. You want to play Galaga? There's the, you know, we got a, we got a video game at the, at the shop. And, and we just try to go above and beyond. And then I've seen some people that work for us that they'll come walking in the shop in the morning. They don't say hi to any of the installers. They walk right by. They don't say anything. They get in. Cleaning people will be there. Just, and that's not his heart. Does this make any sense? Are y'all with me? What I'm talking about is the, the inwardly transformed, by being inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit 
through a total reformation of how you think. This empowers you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. What satisfies him is not, um, it's not how much scripture you memorize. It's not how many times you come to church every week, although we like you to be here. And it's not even about... Um, Any of those things that, that look like a, like a rule. Oh, man, their sister so-and-so over there, and she didn't clap at all today. She must be going through something. You remember those words? You know? Or... Um, Can you imagine if that's the way it really was? What would happen to us when we got mad? How many of y'all get mad every day? Never mind, don't show me. Raquel, put your hand down. (laughs) All right? I mean, we get mad. Stuff happens. I imagine Ryan getting mad and ripping his truck in half. (laughs) Ripping the doors off. Hulk smash! Have you heard that guy yell in worship? Like the wall moves, man, right? I'm not making fun of you. Don't, don't take it that way. I picture you getting, if you get mad, I picture you getting like that. Right? What about Miss Angela? Can you imagine Miss Angela mad? Oh, Lord Jesus. I tell you, in that, uh, that island accent that you have, man, I get scared, man. Sometimes you just don't know, is she getting after me or is she loving me? You got to wait a couple of sentences and then she, then she, sometimes she comes and she says, pasta, I tell you. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Can you imagine if, if every time, like, like that's real life, right? That's, it happens. My point is, is that his heart is about you and I moving with him in every aspect of life, and things happen. Storms come. Anybody had any fallout with their families? We were talking about that yesterday. We were at Kevin's and Carrie's, and we were talking about all our wonderful family. Right? It happens, but... We need the mindset renewed to that of his heart to release the kingdom. Because all you and I are supposed to be about is the kingdom. That doesn't matter if you're a teenager and you play football, if you're jumping out on your own business, if you're a lineman trying to do a second business, if you're a police officer and a firefighter, you know, if whatever the case may be. Sanchez gets to go out to some of those wells out in the Gulf, those rigs. I couldn't get it right. You know? He's got to be kingdom when he goes out there. Does that make sense? Ronnie, man, you know, y'all pray for Ronnie's business, man. He had people stealing gas from him the other day. Like four or five days in a row or something like that. And so he had to go spend money and build a cage and all kind of stuff around his tanks and um, you know they've had some issues before right y'all I think y'all have had some uh, some break-ins and stuff right you know Ronnie still keeps going right it's pretty cool so pray for their business they got a land issue they're trying to figure out right now pray for that because in him being there in that place I don't know if you've been to his place, Houston Grand Prix on 59, but man, there are hundreds of people that he gets to release the kingdom over. It's so cool, man. So what if he gets mad one day, all oh, these stupid people stealing my stuff and starts smashing go-karts and kicking in the Donkey Kong game? I mean, that would not be cool, right? But 
He's a kingdom-minded guy now. So he doesn't do that. Right? Does it make sense? Stand with me if you would. I know that right now, I know that um, I talked last week, in the last couple of weeks, about a supernatural mindset. The supernatural mindset comes down to the renewing of our mind. Our mind, we have the full capacity, uh, or I should say, we have full access to the mind of Christ because we have it. Is that true? You and I have the mind of Christ, which let's not shortchange that. That means you have the mindset of everything available to you. Everything. Because Christ not only knows everything, He created everything. He is in everything from the beginning. Amen? So you have access to that because He lives in you. Because you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. So then why do we got to be renewed? Why do we need to have that reformation happening in our mind to bring us back? The reason is because the course of this world has jacked us up. Amen? And so, Man, I'm almost 50 years old. I ain't got a problem with that. It's right here. I got it. My barber tells me, he's an old Pachuco, uh, lowrider. He's an old lowrider guy, and he tells me, hey, Mr. Chris. Let me do the color, man. We'll make it natural. <laughs> That's exactly how he tells me. I'm not joking at all. No, man. I'm going to leave it like it is. Ah. Ah. <laughs> That's how he does. You're going to look your age. It's okay, man. Leave me alone. Just cut my beard. Let's go. The mindset of our life here is what he is renewing and wanting to reform back to what he originally designed us. And, you know, it's not even so much about back to because you really are who he made you to be. It's not somewhere that you have to find it. It's not, you know, Laura Croft and the hidden treasure or Indiana Jones. It's not hidden away. It's just this new discovery that's right in front of you. It's right in front of me. And I just have to spend that time. I got to, okay, Lord, somebody's being real ugly with me right now. You know, I need to think about that thing. If I see that or feel that, I know that what I feel in that moment, you know, there's moments I want to punch somebody in the face. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I feel like, man, I do. I get that. I feel that way sometimes. You're drove on 45? My Lanta. Texas had some bad days on some days when they gave out driver's license, man. But in those moments, I have to, no, that's not how you think. I have to be aware that he's trying to talk to me about that. And so my prayer for you and I as core church, that we would be aware of where he's trying to bring us deeper into who we really are and who he created you to be and how he created you to be. Does that make sense? I mentioned this uh, last week. I believe that we are about to face very soon some very, very serious things in our country. And that's not a doom and gloom because you and I don't have doom and gloom. And I don't care, oh my God, Trump, Biden, I don't, I don't care because we're the light of the world. Are there problems? Absolutely. Problems on both sides? Absolutely. The vaccine, you know, some of you have talked to me, you're going to get forced into taking it with your job. Man, that stinks. If you don't want to, it stinks. But this is life right now, and you have to figure that out, you know, for you and your family. There's a lot of other things that are about to hit. Uh, there's things that are going on that, um, man, we don't know what's going to happen. But in the middle of all that, you and I get to be kingdom. Because there is no doom for the child of God. Amen? You and I, we are the light 
of the world. Not sometimes, but all times. Do we have bad days? Yes, we do. Raquel, more than me. Do we have (laughs) moments where it's not real clear? Yes, we do. Do we have moments where we mess up? Me more than Raquel. Quiet, Marilyn. Uh, you're laughing hard. Be quiet, Marilyn. No, I'm just kidding. So let's, let's push in as we're living, as we're going, as we're, I mean, we're aware when we're driving, most of us. Let's be aware when we're living. Man, what do you want to say, Dad? What is this? And the, the situations are going to come out of nowhere, Right? And my prayer is that we would have the supernatural mindset of what he can do. But I believe the next step of that is the supernatural mindset of what you can do. Because you're the one that he's already done everything. You're the one that's got to walk it out. I'm the one. We have to walk out for our life. And we're trying to figure some steps out right now. And what does that look like? Man, we don't know. We're trying to figure it out. Core church. Man, I'm telling you... um, We've talked, we, we've been teaching so much. You guys have been driving in so hard into identity and your callings and who you are. That's one of the big things that we push here. Not that we push, but it's just, it's, it's like it's a vein that we're tied right into about you and I learning our identity and how God created us and what he created us to do. And, and we've, been, we've been running that race for a while now. And I, there's, a, there's a switch coming. We're about to switch and be activated into stepping into that more and more. Those opportunities are coming. And it may look like doom and gloom out there for everybody else, but for you and I, it's going to be, we're the light switch that gets turned on in the room. And that's coming. I'm excited. Um, I'll tell you the stuff that, like, all this stuff right now about COVID, right? It stirs up a lot of controversy, doesn't it? But a year ago, wasn't it all the flu stuff? What happened to that? Where'd that go? Well, it did, but well, my point is, is that the media pushes a different narrative, and they're stirring stuff up like that. How about, look, uh, y'all know we, we jumped right off when the whole George Floyd uh, incident happened. We jumped right off into that. We, we want to have that conversation, and we did that. It's on YouTube. You can go see it. We're going to do more of that. Where did, where did all that go? It just went away. Right? Are there real issues that have to be addressed there? Yes, there are. But what happened? It just went away. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Right? All the attacks that are going on and all kinds. Man, there is so much going on. I I have some uh, people that we follow that are tied in on some other stuff. And there's so many attacks on Christianity today, but you don't hear about that. Right? Anyway. So are we prepared to be the light in the dark? Yeah? Man, it's going to be so exciting. Like what, I don't know why I I went there when I was praying for you guys about that um, situations are going to come up. I saw like a, I actually saw like a, like a, see, religious will say, oh my God, he just stepped on the altar. (gasps) Right? Yes, I did. It's okay. It's the only thing sanctified in this room is you guys. Amen? Amen. But I saw like y'all stepping onto something that looked like trouble and a problem. But the minute you stepped in, the light just just exuberated over everything. That's what I was seeing. And that's the way it's going to be for us. But that light won't come on if you don't step in there. And that's, that's the church as a whole. We've got to be ready to step in to those places. Amen? Amen. Sorry, I rabbit trailed. Man, Father, I just thank you for this uh, amazing group of crazy people that call this place home. <laughs> I, uh, I thank you that we have such a, an amazing group of people, Lord. But I pray for strength, for wisdom, for insight. I pray that Holy Spirit, you know, your, your, one of your, your main responsibility is to reveal the Father's heart. And so I pray that we, not only as individuals, but as families and as core that we would become more in tune with that part of your voice that is revealing his heart 
to us and for us. And I pray that we would have that renewed mindset that, that brings reformation, the, the way of thinking that is right in line with your heart. Father, you're amazing. We love you so much. I pray for everyone here to have that continual uh, insight of how you're speaking so that we can be the light in the situations no matter what we face, no matter how dark, no matter how many enemies we see or how ferocious they feel. You said in that place that you set a table before us and that we are the light that brightens up that room. So, Father, have your way. Let us own our identity and walk in your calling and share your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you, everybody. We love y'all. Um, if you're going out tonight with your kiddos, man, y'all, y'all be safe and, and share the light. Amen? Share the light. If you need prayer for anything, please come on up and see us. We love you. God bless.